0: The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is sponsored by Grazex, the latest grass replacement pellet from Mitchell's. If it's not Mitchell's, get back in the truck. As well as being friendly on your finances, Grazex is also environmentally friendly. This month, for every 100,000 tons of feed we sell, we'll plant a daffodil next to our mine. For 10% off your order, use the code Beef and Dairy in a colleague's retirement card.
1: Hello and welcome to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, the number one podcast for those involved or just interested in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the podcast companion to the Beef and Dairy Network website and the printed magazine, brought to you by Grazex. This month we're doing something we've never done on the podcast before, cooking. And who better to lead us in our cooking than Cliff Trent Roberts. TV's Mr Beef, Cliff Trent Roberts has been cooking beef on television since the mid-80s and was almost single-handedly responsible for the beef renaissance of the 90s. A relentless campaigner to get beef to feature more heavily in school meals, he's still going strong. In fact, the final episode of his most recent television series, Around the World and 80 Beefs, in which he ate a corned beef sandwich with Dalai Lama, was watched by more people than the moon landings. Best known for his flamboyant beef recipes, and of course, his high-profile fling with Princess Diana, we've been waiting to set this up for some time, but it was only this month that Cliff had some space in his diary, due to a cancelled court hearing after the unexplained death of the plaintiff. My visit to Mr Trent Roberts' central London penthouse apartment also coincided with the publishing of new research in New Scientist magazine, which suggested that eating beef for every meal is unhealthy. We're taking that piece of research with a pinch of salt, some pepper, a boat of onion gravy, and a beef Wellington, followed by a dessert wine and a generous helping of Fruits the Forest trifle. But we thought it provided us with a nice challenge for Cliff cooking something that isn't beef. If you haven't had dinner yet and have a well stocked larder or a pause button in a shop nearby, why not cook along?
0: Uh huh, here he is. Come in, Cliff. Come in.
1: Yes. Before we got down to cooking, I took okay. the opportunity to have a look around Cliff's kitchen. So Cliff, I'm here in your kitchen, and Welcome. I must say, it's an absolute privilege to be in the actual kitchen where I imagine you've invented some of your most famous dishes.
0: That That's true. Uh, I've travelled all around the world, come up with all sorts of ideas, but it's here. This is the nerve centre. This is where beef comes to life, as I say.
1: so I'm looking at this hob, mm-hmm. I'm just imagining, I mean, this is the hob where you probably first cooked... Steigerle Garden Center is that? Steigerle
0: Garden Center was on that hub right there. Yeah, German mince cakes. Were they? Yes, all that, that was yeah. Well, we workshop that in Bavaria for about three months first, but then we was perfected here. This is where we got the the, the mix just right of uh, of suet and beef and milk.
1: That's, yeah. that's incredible. And I mean, obviously, there's so many recipes that you're well known for, but mm. the one that's feeling very special for me in here is the idea that I'm in the same room where you came up with the famous hat of beef, <laughs> the beef hat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is well. that? Is this the place where? You're standing on the very spot where I first tried it on. Uh, Now, that's obviously what what, uh, brought you your, your early success... Yep. you brought out the book about how to make your own beef hat that was huge
0: and then the TV show yeah. um, and then we went to America for a little bit of a while and um, and it was yeah it was great it's, it's so exciting and it's just grown and grown the beef hat of course because I mean I'm sure most people would know of it as, as the classic bowler hat which is how the beef hat started That's that was the one that to, you
1: cooked on television on Christmas day in 1997 exactly exactly. Yep. And that had already taken me
0: about five years to perfect okay. and it was the rim that was the trickiest bit getting the actual shape of the bowl over the top is is, is very, actually very straightforward when um, you're sort of mashing some soft, nice mince of beef
1: together, but actually getting a rim that will, that will hold. Um, you have to get steak fillets and fry them at extremely high temperatures. I wonder whether you could give us a little Beef and Dairy mm. Network exclusive, and uh, maybe you won't be able to tell me this, but there have been rumours, obviously, for, for years mm-hmm. that um, the Queen Mother was, of course, ah. buried <laughs> right. in a hat of beef made by yourself. You've never publicly denied it or confirmed it, Come okay. On. Okay. On the spot. Okay. It's okay.
0: The rumor circulated because when she was buried, as you know, uh, the, the the coffin was six foot long, and she was she was not a tall lady. Uh, but but yes, you're quite right. Uh, she was buried in a in a beef centurion's
1: helmet. Obviously, I mean, you're famed for cooking beef, mm-hmm. um, and you're best known. You know, you're kind of Mister Beef, aren't you? Really, uh, the most recent campaign. Uh, reach for beef at breakfast has yeah. been huge
0: yeah yeah well that's actually that's the thing I'm probably proudest of in my career reaching out to kids and saying you know re- re- reach for beef okay beef is the way forward so many malnourished kids in this country and their education is suffering and we're going to suffer when we're old if these kids aren't eating enough beef when they're small and it's about making beef accessible it's about making it fun okay so uh, breakfast beef for example uh, we package it much like their favourite cereals okay
1: With, and there'll be uh, toys action figures that kind of stuff that they can eat on the bus to school to engage with beef. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've met lots of children since you began the campaign who, you know, now cannot get up in the morning without reaching for the beef shards. They reach for the beef shards. And you can turn the beef shards into any all cool manner of, uh, you yeah, know, a dinosaur, uh,
0: a crocodile. You can do whatever. You can just eat them. You can do whatever you like with them. Would you, would
1: you eat them with milk?
0: i can do you can eat them straight out of the packet just as they are um some people heat them up um porridge style i like to have a bit of milk because i i feel like that's the complete cow meal right there it's like a bit of porridge maybe a couple of sultanas to sweeten it um
1: what about people who say look you know i'm I'm getting up in the morning i'm busy Mm -hmm. i've got to get to work i haven't i simply haven't got time Mm -hmm. to be messing around with beef
0: well then grab a go beef go bar Okay, I mean, (laughs) they're all over the place now, right? And uh, a single bar is enough for a fully grown 13 stone man. Okay, so, you know, if you're under that, then you're good right so, save a bit for lunch
1: when it comes to beef i mean you've got an answer for everything i sure do i sure do but uh you've
0: got me in a bit of a in a bit of a got me a bit of a non-beef challenge today haven't well you? that's true yes so uh, we've,
1: we've put you on the spot a bit because right. um tell us tell the listeners uh what you're going to be cooking today i think they're going to be surprised
0: uh as much as i like most of your listeners i'm sure would like to eat beef for every single meal you know, science has got in the way a bit, and increasingly there is scientific evidence um, that, uh, you know, eating beef for every single meal will eventually cause your colon to blow up and explode like a poorly marshaled hot air balloon. So, as a result of that, I'm going rather against my own grain, and uh, I'm going to be cooking you a chicken.
1: Wow, a world first, probably. <laughs> yep, you've cooked a chicken before. Oh, and in, in, yeah, back in the day, of
0: course. Yeah, I mean when you train, when you go, you have to go through all the four meats, of course, before you specialise. Yeah. Um So I, I think it's like riding a bike. I think uh, I think the old skills will kick in.
1: Well, let's get the chicken on. Okay, let's go.
0: Okay, so here we are. Here's our chicken. Um standard. It's a lovely bird, isn't it? It's just... Well, it's alright, isn't it? It's just a whole medium-sized
1: chicken. And there's nothing um, that gets the cybergrams going quite, is there? Like that... The smell of a raw chicken, we've just taken the cellophane off. Mm. It's, it's evocative. It's evocative, yeah. I, I,
0: I, I feel I can smell the smell the factory. Smell yeah. the battery farm. You can. That's what I feel.
1: You can imagine it, can't you? I mean, is this... You, you just mentioned battery Chemical farms. boot cleaner. Is, is this... Chicken, a free-range chicken. What are you looking for when you buy I chicken? I see that that
0: is none. That's the chicken's business, not my business. I'm in the business of cooking the chicken. Which for this chicken, I suspect is probably a highlight of its existence. It doesn't look like it's had a very happy life so far. I'm going to try and turn that around. I'm not too worried about its
1: background. Okay, here we are now. Let's get on with it. So you've got a kind of equal opportunities. Um, ...policy when it comes to meat.
0: Yes, and also I quite like to be able to spend pound fifty on an entire chicken.
1: Is that how much this, this one cost? Well, that was pound fifty for three chickens, actually. So, uh, you've got your chicken, mm. it's out with the packaging, mm-hmm. what's, your, you what's
0: your first step? Well, the key uh, to cooking chicken, if memory serves me right, is, is the stuffing, of course. Um, some people might uh, put a bit of lemon in there, herbs, sage, maybe, whatever you like, really. Um, but uh, today we're going to be using burgers just there we go so what hang on just normal beef just your lovely rich beef burgers nothing normal about them my friend in they go you're just stuffing them into the stuffing them and they will start to disintegrate as you do it uh, to anyone who's uh, joining in and cooking along back at home but uh, it's important not to let that put you off. Keep stuffing them in. You'll, you'll be amazed. Um, but even with quite a small bird, you could get upwards of, of 30 burgers. And this one I think we've got here is, uh, I think we're going to get it 40, 45 burgers. It's really beginning to sort to of this
1: balloon there. It really is.
0: But the more it balloons, the better, because then the pressure within, the, the flavour of the beef within the burgers will already start to through the, the flesh of the, of the chicken and start to make
1: it taste like something you actually want to eat. Right. That's it. I mean, that's really taken out of you, isn't it? Um, yeah, Stuffing those burgers in. I'm working on an appetite, let yeah. me tell you that. You really, uh, You've really... <laughs> Run that chicken's anus to its limit, it's mm, almost yeah. barely holding together isn't
0: it? It's uh, it is, but that's why I mean we should have covered this earlier on, of course, but when you are stuffing in upwards of forty burgers into a, a chicken, I would advise you to, to spigot first um, as we did. I mean this is audio, isn't it? but uh, get your anal spigots. just dilate that anus first and, and 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 the first few burgers should go in nice and slow, and then uh, it's at the
1: end there that you're really gonna
0: you've really gotta thunder them
1: in. Before we put that chicken in the oven, here's a message from one of our partners Podcasts. 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 (laughs) They're audio programs that tell smart stories in innovative ways using editing techniques like like this. this. Like this. Like this. This, this, this. But let's face it, all that smart stuff can be exhausting. That's where Stop Podcasting Yourself comes in. It's so stupid. It's just two stupid dinguses being dumb idiot jerks for 90 minutes. Stop podcasting yourself. The stupid show that smart people love. Find it on iTunes. Or MaximumFun.org. Okie dokie. So we're all ready to uh, pop that in the oven. And in we go. So we're looking, you're putting it there on 180, is that right?
0: That's right. And uh, it'll be going there for about an hour and a half, I'd say all told, and then Bob's your uncle. Um, so,
1: What if, um, I mean, most people will, but what if you haven't got an oven? Is there a way you can cook this at home, on the, oh, maybe on a barbecue? Cool.
0: Oh, yes, you could barbecue it, you could cook, you could cook it in, a, in an open fire, and I'd advise you if you do that to let the fire die down a bit, bury it deep into the embers, uh, let it smoulder there. It's going to take a bit longer than an hour and a half, Add an hour maybe to that, and you know when it's ready because the anus of the chicken will start whistling. Uh, whistling, uh, it sounds like... Um, like the gentle howl of, a, of an injured wolf, say, or a lovelorn wolf. Right. Okay, just, but
1: not, not, a, not a big emphatic howl. If you get to the full emphatic, like the
0: hunter's howl of a wolf, then you, you've probably overdone it. Your chicken's probably going to be a bit drier, but it'll still be okay. Um, but yeah, don't, don't get it to, to, the full, to full throttle, so to speak. Very just good. Like a, 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 just like a wolf that's stubbed its toe.
1: So, if you're cooking along at home, now is the time to press pause on Mm -hmm. the podcast uh, until the chicken is done in about an hour and a half. Uh, In the meanwhile, go off, uh, do whatever you like. Uh, Myself and uh, Mr. Trent Roberts uh, will be sitting down and having a couple of drinks, I think.
0: I thought you might uh, might like to try my homebrew beef wine. I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) Okay, great. Well, let's crack open again.
1: As we tucked into a few cans of his famous homemade fizzy beef wine, Cliff and I talked about his time promoting beef in the Far East.
0: Mm. I mean, I mean, uh, my only regret really is that um, I didn't push it harder with the the beef sushi. Um, Japanese people absolutely wonderful. I never quite clicked there, you know. Um. I don't think they're closed-minded. I, I think that's quite the reverse when it comes to, to you know, culinary experiments. But I think I approached it in all the wrong way. I think I, I think I, I think I should have been more aggressive. And I I, I also I, sh- I should have eaten some of it myself. That's where I went wrong. Um, when push came to shove, um, yeah, hounded out. But I intend to return at some point, of course.
1: So, it's time to get the chicken out, I believe. You betcha. Let's get around. (laughs) Oh My word. (laughs) Now, that smells mm.
0: absolutely fantastic. Yeah, well, you can tell from the smell that it's moist. Because of all the burgers, it hasn't dried out one bit. Look at that. That is beautiful. Now...
1: It's out, it looks great. And mm-hmm. yep. how would you recommend serving this?
0: Well, hold your horses. You mustn't serve it right away. You've got to let it rest for a few minutes. And then th- and this is absolutely key. Then you need to discard the chicken entirely.
1: Um, you're, you're going to get rid of the entire chicken? That's right, yeah. So so what are you going to do with the actual the, the chicken? I would normally just sort of uh,
0: chuck it in the outside bin, but you could... Uh, you could feed it to a dog or a pig. It's up to you, really.
1: So, just to be clear, you're sort of getting you're getting rid of the the chicken in, entirely. Absolutely, yes. And you're, you're just eating the the burgers. Just then, dig in, dig in to the old, lovely burgers. And 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 the burgers would have will taken on some of the flavors of the chicken. Oh no,
0: no, they will just a set of burgers. I mean, that's the wonderful thing about burgers: is a strong flavor. It's not going to be interfered with at all.
1: I mean, it's, I think some people listening might be thinking: in what way is is this? eating a chicken well we just roasted the chicken yeah exactly okay well um, if you're if you're cooking along at home uh, just take that chicken put it in the bin get or, rid of it and uh, and then enjoy that lovely plate of, of chicken infused
0: just beef it's just beef burgers just tastes of beef
1: but, but it's been through this lovely process where it's cooked inside a chicken so it's taken on
0: it's a hero's welcome it's been on a journey and now it's come back and it's just beef
1: Okay, Well, uh, if at home, send us your pictures of your creations. uh, and, uh, And thanks, Cliff. It's an absolute beefy pleasure. Let's go and eat those bloody burgers, eh? Yes, please. Thanks to Cliff Trent Roberts for letting us into the inner sanctum, and I hope you all have a great time cooking that dish. Chicken stuffed with burgers. I haven't eaten anything else since. So that's all we've got time for. But if you're after more beef and dairy news, get over to the website now where you can read all the usual stuff, including our big review of this season's Tractor Seats, and details about how you can send away free yogurts of the world wall chart. And of course there's our off-topic section, where this month we find out whatever happened to the cast of Titanic. Until next time, beef out. Big thanks to Mike Wozniak. What I like to see
0: is children getting into beef. Um, we run a, a, a workshop for children who've come out of sort of borstles, really. Children in foster care. Uh, they run, we do a sort of mince workshop where they can make beef patties into any shape they like. And they tend to be quite simple shapes. they tend to be squares, circles, um, triangles. Um, these people have had very limited education um, but now and again, I mean just just three weeks ago there was a little girl um only twelve, twelve years old, slight little thing. She made a hexagon patty, and um, I was moved to tears. Um, it was in a regular hexagon, of course And it was sort of fat at one end and thin at the other It would have been an absolute nightmare to, to cook um, And you put too much garlic in um, But um, it, it's programmes like that that I think are really important And that's what beef is about Hi, I'm Lisa, Lisa Hannawalt, And I'm Emily Heller. And if you're not listening to our podcast, Baby Geniuses, you're missing out on stuff like... Camille Nanjiani, Solving the Zodiac Murders.
1: Uh, who's like... Would you ever go to a friend and you're like, hey, could you lick all these lick all these envelopes for me? You'd be like, you're a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely, I'm leaving right now. Guy Branham talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, and it was, it was just a great moment of like, oh no, I'm here, boys. Like, I'm on this side of the bench...
0: Megan Amram talking about intimidating baristas.
1: Just feel like they're always in character. Like, they're always in character as, like, cool hipster girl mm-hmm. and I just want to break through that barrier. Plus, every week we explore a new Wikipedia page and
0: talk to a crazy expert in the field of nonsense. Well, yeah. any, any
1: hack can make you not have a boner. I mean, that's, it's about how you do it. Right. You know?
0: And we're the only podcast with regular updates about Martha Stewart's pony or your money back. We're not going to give them their money back, are we? No. Let's keep it. Yeah. Listen to our show every other Monday on Maximum Fun. Yay! Yay! MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.